scripture memory verse tonight, Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Proverbs 29, 25. You guys got me looking all over the place because you're picking on my Pepe Le Pew story. Anybody else? Proverbs 29, 25. Proverbs 29:25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Proverbs 29:25. Good job. Anybody else? Good job. Anybody else? Good job, honey. Anybody else? Mine don't say that. What's your say on twenty Proverbs twenty nine? The readers digest left out. <laughs> it doesn't have it, 2925? Yes, it says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting in the Lord will be safety. Proverbs 2925. Good job. Anybody else? Proverbs 2925. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but Trust in the Lord shall be saved. Proverbs 29, 25. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Proverbs Good job. 29, 25. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Where's it at? Proverbs 29, 25. Sorry. Good job. Good job. Now there's... There's a lot of ways to really look at this scripture, but what I what I really want you to see tonight and what I think is going on here, fear, of course, means anxiety or quaking. It means trembling. It means a paralyzing. Not able to do anything without man's approval. And some people are like that. <clears throat> and we have to understand that peer pressure can really mess us up. And that's really what it becomes. It becomes like a peer pressure thing where we, we want to be like, I mean, people say, don't pick on me, I'm an individual. Why are you dressing just like everybody else then? Why are you acting like everybody else then? Why are you doing exactly what everybody else does then? See, God made us all fearfully and wonderfully. He gives us all a chance to come back to him through the person of Jesus and the blood of Christ and become a per have a personal relationship with him and then walk out that specific gifting and that place that we are. But we're afraid to be who he called us to be and we want to be just like everybody else. And in fact, he's called us to be individuals in a marriage with him and not to be afraid that we're not just like everybody else. 
But the fear of man produces this, this snare, this stumbling block, this, this thing that we're afraid to be who we were fearfully and wonderfully made to be. It's okay to be different if it's because of Jesus. So we want to look like people, we want to act like people. In fact, the world or man, they set up this standard. They set up this standard that they want us to follow. Societal norms, you have to follow them. If you don't follow them, they will cancel you. And so now the, the societal norms and the standard is moving so far away from God, and then everybody's afraid of man. Everybody's afraid of what the government might say. Everybody's afraid of what the doctor might say. Everybody's afraid about what the people at work might say. Everybody's afraid, so therefore they will not be who they are supposed to be, and they will not walk out truth and have confidence in it, and they continue to be fake and be who they are because of who somebody else is and not because of who God is and what he's called them to be. Jesus said, do not fear man or someone, and I'm going to paraphrase it, it's in Matthew 10, 28. Don't fear him who can kill the body, just the body, but fear him who can kill the body and the soul and cast them into hell. See, God is the one that we want to be pleasing to. God is the standard that we're looking at. Notice I'm using the word standard. And not the world's standard, but God's standard. Listen, Isaiah 59, 19 says that when, when the enemy rushes in with a flood, God will raise up a standard. He'll raise up a rescue. He'll raise, If you trust God, he raises up a standard. He'll bring you to safety. He'll take care of you. But we're afraid to trust God. We want to continue to follow and do what man. In fact, I believe the church has went apostate because it keeps following the apostate church. It's afraid to stand up with confidence and say, no, I have a relationship with God. I'm going to be like my husband, and I'm going to follow what he's leading me to do. But we're afraid. We sit around in fear. We have the standard. We all got to listen to the same music, read the same books, watch the same movies. Because it's just different when they say, did you see that movie? And you go, no, I don't watch stuff like that because that really is not how God wants me to live. You know, and, and I heard it today. When, when the world is moving away from God's standard, we don't move with them. We don't have to be embarrassed. We don't have to be confused. We don't have to lose confidence because they're moving away. We stand where we're at. We don't have to move. We don't have to fear nothing that they say because we're safe in God. We're safe in Christ. We're covered in the blood. We're raising a banner that says we know Jesus. We know him personally and he told us how to live and he said we could have confidence. But the fear of man will cause you to slip, to fall, to stumble, to say the wrong thing, to do the wrong thing. And, and anxiety is part of that fear. That's what the first word that really when you look it up it says anxiety. You know, the what is it? Proverbs 12, 25 says anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word will lift it up. 
I mean, that's really what we want to look at is a good word, the word of God. When you faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you learn to trust God through getting into the word of God and seeing the testimony of God that he always does what he said he's going to do. He always takes care of his people. He is a trustworthy God. You can be confident in his truthful word, the standard that does not ever change. Now, the world's standards, they keep changing. They keep changing. They move their standard. They keep moving the target. And you're supposed to follow the standard. You're supposed to stay afraid that they're going to cancel you if you don't follow the standard. And the standards are ungodly. The standards are death. The standards that the world holds are evil. The standard I want to follow that God raises up is Jesus Christ. It's his banner. It's love. And it's not love to be afraid of man that we won't speak up to him. It's not love. But see, the more, listen, it, it produces, it brings this snare. What happens? I begin to, to be fearful instead of trusting. I begin to be fearful because I don't want to be odd man out. I want to fit into the group. So I'm a little bit fearful. And now I train my heart that I'm always fearful. But God wants to train your heart to trust him, to live by faith, to walk by faith not to fear man because all man can do is lead you to hell god will lead you lead you onward and upward god is going to save your soul and 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 if you're not pleasing to god listen if you try to honor man first you're always going to be shifting you're always going to be changing you're going to have a different peer everywhere you go you go home to parents house they've got one standard you go to the world they got another standard you go to downtown to the to the mall they got another standard everywhere you go they've got another standard but god is the unchanging god his standard never changes his fear does because see when you come to him at first i think you kind of fear him a little bit more like ooh, dad might be mad the father could be mad. Oh, he could cast my soul into hell. But as you grow in a relationship of trusting him, you realize that that fear no longer has anything to do with death. That fear is everything to do with life and respect and reverence and knowing that his standard is love, love, love. That he, all he wants to do is tell the world how much he loves them, so much so that he died on a cross and rose again on the third day. He gave us his most prized possession. We do not have to fear the world. How many times does Jesus say, do not be afraid? Amen. How many times does Jesus say, do not, that's actually not true, so I'm sorry. I may never, I've heard so many preachers go, hey, Jesus said, do not be afraid. The Bible says in 365 days, I mean, like, like, like our calendar is the standard. It's not the standard. And if you look it up, it does not say it 365 times. So if your preacher says that, tell him to go look it up again. It is simply not there. Somebody's repeating some man's standard, a man's thing that sounds good. It's not there. I'm sorry. It's not there. I looked it up. I was going to preach it one week when I was preaching on fear. It's just not there. It just doesn't say that. The Bible just doesn't do that. I forget what it was, 180 sometimes, but not 365. But listen, he only has to say it once. And if you hear God's voice, you can trust it because he doesn't lie. He's the unchanging God. You can always believe him. His standard does not move. Think about that for a minute. How many times have we had to move? 
How many times do we move the standard? How many times in our lives? And man is always going to bring, deliver us up to a snare, bringeth and set a snare, a trap. Just as soon as you, I remember talking to a farmer, and I, I forget what the number was, but I think it was 10,000. And I said something about how many acres he had, and he said, yeah, started out small. We got about 10,000 acres, and they moved the number. And so now 10,000 wasn't a big farm. You had to go higher, and they kept moving. He, you know, he, all his life, he's been working towards getting to 10,000 acres, and now the big farms are 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. It always changes. Nothing satisfies man's evil heart down here, but God's standard never changes. Trust him. You can trust him. Now, this word trust uh, means to be confident, to be sure, uh, to be bold, to be secure. Again, put your confidence in it. We can be confident, but with man, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, but you know, next week they, they're going to change. Here's what they're telling me this week. Here's what they say over at this place. Here's what they say over at that place. Here's the new bestseller. They change everything. Their science is moving. Nothing that they do is, is solid. Nothing that they do is for sure. They will come next week and tell you, wait a minute, we got that all the way wrong. We got a new food chart. We're going to start over. And those tests were wrong because they're always trying to convince you of something to get your money, to have power over you, to control you. And God is just trying to love you. God's just, he died for us. He's trying to redeem us back into his house. And he's always going to tell us truth. Do you trust him? So the word here is confident. It's akin to the word Batak, well, this is Batak, isn't it? And then 16.3 of Proverbs says, Commit your ways unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Isn't that good? That Now, if I make a commitment, if I look at God's standard, and I trust in what he's saying in his word, now my thoughts are going to be established. That's pretty amazing. Because part of that is, is, is uh, I can't prove it, but I would say it's, it's sanctification. Because when God spoke us into existence, he put a language in us. It's called DNA. And now we have these crazy people out there that are trying to change our DNA. First, they attacked God in the garden, and they deceived Eve and seduced her. And now they attacked the word of God, did God really say. And now they're actually attacking the very DNA that's in your body. Now, some people will go, well, you got a, you got some conspiracy theory going on. you got an aluminum foil hat. No, I think the only conspiracy going on is the conspiracy to destroy God. That's the one man is doing. That's their standard. They want to kill God. They want to take God out. They want you to fear them and say no to God instead of yes to God. And fear him who can cast your soul into hell. They want to deceive you, seduce you, manipulate you into where you're afraid of them and you don't stand with confidence. But I don't see that in the Bible. I see these disciples. I see these men of God. I see people who met God and they would die standing on the standard of God, trusting in God, no matter what. They didn't fear men and go, okay, okay, whatever you want to do. They were bold as lions because they served the lion of the tribe of Judah. They weren't afraid when they received God, when they knew God. But see, now, if you don't know God, you don't have a personal relationship with God, 
you don't have assurance and confidence that God is there and he's died for you, now you can begin to be shifting sand. But when you believe the truth, when you trust the truth, you have confidence and he's your hope, he's the anchor of your soul, you can go out in love, not, not, not being rude, but in love, and be bold. You can just stand up and tell people the truth because that standard doesn't move. God's not moving. And that's what every man needs to hear is the truth. They don't need to, you to tell them something that moved and then it moved again. And then now we're writing it in our textbooks and it moves again. And now it's changing. It's ever shifting. It's ever moving. It's a target that you can't hit. But we're afraid that we have to aim. So I have to aim at it. I have to aim at it or 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 I don't I'm gonna look different than everybody else. Really? You and God is a, is a majority. You and God. That's enough. That's enough. If nobody else serves God, you're enough. You and God. The fear of man brings a snare. It traps you. It trips you. It deceives you. It puts you back into bondage. I wrote at the top of my little notes here. Fear of God sets you free. Man puts you in bondage. See, God set us free from the bondage of man and man's standards. And Adam, which is what man, listen, listen, Hebrew for man is Adam. See, the first Adam put us in bondage. And the only way to be set free is to trust God. You can't keep listening to Adam's. Unless it's Jesus, the second Adam. You can't keep listening to man's plans and man's government and man's ways and think it's going to set you free. If you keep listening to all the voices out here in the marketplace and in the concourses that say, turn in here, turn in here, their standard is not God's. Only those who are living for God, serving God, that has a relationship with God, that can open up this word of God. They don't have to be perfect in the word of God, but they know that the standard is the word of God. That the place to fear is the one who can cast your soul into hell. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. I like, I mean, Proverbs 16, 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Isn't that an amazing verse? Well, why did you say that, Greg? Because pleasing is trusting God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you first must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently. That means you're, you're, you're actually, you're, you're in, you're, you have a, a place that you're looking at hitting, a target. Remember what sin is? It's missing the target. We're looking at the target. We're trying to hit the target. We're endeavoring to move toward the target. The great news is, is that Jesus already hit it every time for us. So even if we miss, if our heart is turned toward trying to hit the target of trusting him, we still have perfection. God sees us as perfected. But if we have no intentionality about hitting that target, and we think we can run around and commit sin and do whatever we want, then that's not real faith at all, and it's going to end in death. Our heart has to turn toward home. Our heart needs to turn toward intentionality of serving God, trusting God, and believing God. And even if you have to say like the centurion said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because we can have unbelief. But to stay in unbelief and to stay fearing man and stay in what they can do to us is a terrible place of bondage where the devil has tricked us. 
So the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be. The Lord here is is Jehovah. Jehovah, the self-existing one. The great I am. Remember Moses was like, ooh. And he said, uh, uh here I am, send my brother Aaron. Because he was so afraid of God. Because there he was in a fire, in a bush, burning, but it wasn't consumed. The bush was on fire, but it didn't consume it. Can God do that with fire? You bet he can. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire? They had been trusting in God. Even so, if God doesn't deliver us, oh, king, we are not going to bow down to your standard. We're not going to bow down and fear you because this is our relationship with God. And when they threw him into the fire, what happened? The men that threw him in died. And then even the king said, oh, did we not throw three into the fire? And there's four in there, and one looks like the son of man. Isn't that amazing? But they trusted God and they were safe. They're, they're, they had no ropes on. They were no bondage. They were at peace. And they were in the fire with God in a relationship. And when they come out, their clothes weren't singed. They weren't burnt. They weren't a couple hairs burnt. Just like Moses' burning bush. Nothing was consumed because the self-existing one is in control of everything. And they didn't even smell like smoke. Now I don't know if you know about fires. I know you guys are still thinking about skunks because they stink. And I missed that target, but I was trying to hit it. I was looking at hitting it. I'm learning to use a gun. Not telling you people listening on camera about my skunk story, but they kept moving. They kept moving. He was moving real fast. Every time I go pow, pow, pow. Listen to me. What standard are you trying to follow? Who are you trying to be pleasing to? Who are you afraid of? then you need to build your relationship with God because you're safe with him. You're safe. You're at peace. You're at rest. Jesus already took it. They can't do nothing to you. Nobody can. Safe means to be lofty or he will set on high. Here's a good one. He will set on high. What does that mean? That means positionally, you already have a place of rest. You already have peace. It's already there. It's a done deal. It means to, especially means to be inaccessible. Listen, if you're trusting in the Lord, the, the devil's got no way to get to you. Nobody else can get to you if you trust in the Lord. You are safe. You are secure. You are protected. You're inaccessible to the devil. The wicked one can't harm you. It means to defend, to exalt, to set up on high. Because your name is in the book of life. You're safe. No matter what happens, you're safe. Isn't that amazing? To have that type of confidence, that type of hope, that type of a position where I don't have to fear anything down here. Now listen to me. I'm not... I got to be cautious with that because... You know, if you're, if you're like, doo, 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 you might go see Jesus really quick. If you hear some noises and somebody's shooting a gun down in a dark alley and you go, I ain't afraid I'm going down to see who it is. You might get shot. There's a difference between fear and common sense. There's a difference between fear and wisdom. And if you have the fear of God, he'll give you wisdom. Don't go down there. 
not your turn. You can go down there when it gets daylight. See, there's a difference between these things. But when you have that relationship, you can be safe in the wisdom of God, in the trust of God, in the ways of God, looking to God, trusting in Him and what you should be doing. You can be safe. Now listen, here again, I want to do one more disclaimer. Trusting in God does not mean that you'll never get sick, you'll never have pain, you'll never have suffering, that somebody will not cut your head off for trusting God. It simply does not mean those things. But see, we are spirits in a body, not bodies with a spirit. This is a spiritual God with a spiritual kingdom. We're living a spiritual life. We're put down here in these little tents camping out and he's checking to see if you'll pass the test and trust him and believe in him or if you would like to go live somewhere else for eternity but he's freely giving you his house to come and enjoy the inheritance with his son it does not i mean how many people in the old testament how many people in the new testament how many people do we read about in the bible that were trusting god and they came and killed them that was not wicked. It was time for them to go home. Nobody died outside of the safety of God. Nobody died outside of the knowledge of God and, 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 and the providence of God and the sovereignty of God. Everybody is alive until God's finished with them. Whether he's using them to show his mighty power because they're evil or whether they're his saints, you're safely sealed in the position that you're at. Belief or unbelief, you're safely sealed there until the Spirit of God moves. Just listen to me, Isaiah 59, 19. You can go read it yourself. It's the Spirit that raises up that standard. The Spirit, because it's a spiritual kingdom. He raises up. When the enemy rushes in with a flood, what's he going to run in? rush in with? A flood of fear, a flood of standards, a flood of ways, a flood of lies. He's going to rush in with a flood of everything that brings anxiety in your life. He knows how to hit you. The Spirit of God will raise up a standard. Do you have a relationship with the Spirit of God? Are you trusting in the Spirit of God? Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will send you another. The Spirit of truth. He'll be with you. He'll be in you. He'll come upon you for power. He's going to teach you and guide you, help you to remember all truth. You can trust the Spirit. He's the one that's going to raise up the standard. He's going to give you wisdom. I was talking to who was I was talking to a young man today. Happened to be about basketball, but I was just talking about how you can be strong and healthy, and you can be fast and quick, but then under pressure, pressure busts water pipe. But as you grow and you learn to go through pressure and you learn to go through, you learn that even you can be strong and quick and under that growth, underneath that, 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 that exercise of what you're doing, that you resist the pressure and you stay who you are because of the standard of who you are. So in other words, even in the face of fear, even in the face of danger, even in the face you trust God. And you still are who you are because of your inheritance and because of Christ and because of his standard as you've grown in that relationship, but you're not who you are because of what somebody else is doing. 
And then you understand your gifting. You understand your talent. You understand that the enemy's coming to attack, but God allows it to test you and to try you so that you will know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So it's back to the word. The word is the standard. The word gives us the character of the standard. The word helps us to understand how to follow the standard. This is the instruction. But when you get the instruction and you just follow the instruction, we're going to see it tonight in our text in 2 Kings. And all you do is follow instructions and you have no relationship, then it just becomes the letter of the law. And you can misinterpret the instruction and think you're following and you're really not. You can misinterpret the instruction and think everything's great and it's really not because you're not listening to the instructor. You don't have the Spirit of God raising up the standard. You don't have the Spirit of God leading you. You're just trying to follow the letter of the law and not the Spirit of the law. See, the Spirit sets you free, but the letter puts you back in bondage. And that's what the devil knows. That's what, what man knows. They know how to control you, manipulate you. We see it on the nightly news. We see it on TV. We see it everywhere. They're manipulating us, pushing us into one box. Hate Russia. Hate Russia. You didn't need to tell me that. They hate Putin. But the Russian people aren't bad. The Russian people God died for. It's only the ones that continue to resist God's standard that are going to end up dying a second death. God even tells us to pray for our enemy. We need to get this right, guys and gals. Don't be moved into some frenzy of mob mentality. Now they've released, what was it, Facebook, I think, released. They released that it's okay to do violence against Russian people. I mean, really? When does this come out? How does this happen? Why is it okay to be violent on the standard that you have? See, they have no standard except to accomplish their purpose of making you afraid and having power over you. God has a standard that never moves, and it's righteousness. It's, it's right morality. It's right living. It's righteousness. It's always right. It never changes. It never moves. It's always good, even if man kills you for it. You're safe. But their standard changes. It's now time to say they're the enemy and they're the enemy. Now it's time to, all the Christians are the enemy. They're training men, hypnotizing them that whoever they say the enemy is, it's okay, we can beat them up now. It's okay, we can burn this row of buildings down, but not this one. It's okay, we can tear this city up, but not that one. Listen to me. That's nothing but mob mentality. That's nothing but people being manipulated out of fear and out of, out, out of lies, out of the deception of the devil. And it's really weak-minded people. It's really weak-minded people that can change just like that and follow the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next standard, and continue to believe them when they change their mind. One day, you got two masks on. The next day, don't need any. Everything's good. I mean, the standard just keeps changing. Don't trust people who change their minds so much like that. And you and I should not be doing that. It's one thing to do that when you're a baby Christian. It's one thing as a little child as you're crawling around on the floor to go, mine, nope, never mind, mine, nope, never mind, mine. Everything you see is mine. But we know who holds it now. 
We know who the standard is now. We know where we should be running to now. We know who we're supposed to be trusting in now. We said we believe in him. Then why in the world are we believing everybody else if he's the only truth? Why would we keep chasing all the other standards? I know I'm belaboring this, people, but we need to talk about this because the, 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 the Christian church is chasing everything instead of the standard and the banner of God and his word and his truth that gives us. He puts the solid in family. He, he solidifies these things. Are you standing on a firm foundation or is it still? I, I, I love Jesus, but I'm all on this sand. That, that has no standard that stays the same. That tomorrow I can just, I'll make up, I'll do something different now. See, so the next fear that they come up with, the next standard that they come up with, the next dangling carrot that they come up with, we just run to it. Or we can keep standing for God. And you're always going to be safe, even if they kill you. Even if they kill you. They killed his son. They killed Jesus. What happened? He was always pleasing to the Lord. He was trusting in the Lord. Behold, it's written in the volume of book, I have come to do your will, O God. What happened? Couldn't kill him. Couldn't keep him in the grave. God raised him back up. He was safe the whole time because he kept his mindset like Flint on God's will, on doing what God said, on God's standard, on righteousness. Couldn't kill him. He was safe. Just that simple. But the fear of man will produce a stumbling block. Remember when they come to Jesus and they said, uh, um, was it Herod? One of them was going to kill him. He goes, you tell that old fox. I mean, he didn't go, oh, I'm going to get out of town. He said, you tell that old fox. Today, today I do this and tomorrow and then and the third day I'll raise it again. I forget the exact quote, but. It's just kind of funny that he called him an old fox because he was trying to be slick and trying to scare Jesus, and Jesus just wasn't putting up with it. Because he knew who he was. Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you have a relationship with Christ that's based on truth? Are you getting into the Word of God? Are you learning His standard? Are you learning what truth looks like? Allowing the Spirit of God to show you the difference between truth and lies. You don't have to fear man. They're a bunch of liars. All of them. Next week, scripture. What did I decide was next week's scripture? Anybody know? Did I tell anybody? Not yet. Second Timothy three one. Second Timothy three one. Anybody know it already? But know this that in the last days perilous times will come 2 Timothy 3 1 and listen the standard hasn't changed the word of God you'll see over in 3 16 and 17 the standard hasn't changed since the beginning what was the standard in the beginning God's word and the devil said did God really say the standard hasn't moved it's man that's moving. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Write that down. Memorize it. Pray about it. 
read around it and look at the other context and say, what's this mean to me? What do I think Greg will talk about when we talk about it? Study it out. Go back into chapter 2. That's going to give you some help. Father, thank you for your word. And we pray that we would not be afraid of man. That, Lord, everything about us, our confidence, our strength, our power, our might, our identity, would be hidden in your son, Jesus. And we would know that if we humble ourselves in your sight, you will lift us up higher and higher. Thank you, Lord, that we are safe. We're safe at home. Thank you, Lord, that we can be in your house. It's, it's, it's a, the only true safe place, your house. Wake up your people, Lord, and set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.